What Jeff Braum and company did this offseason for Louisville was incredible. On today's episode of the show, we are ranking the top five most impactful transfers ahead of the 2024 season. That said, stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Global Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash College. Terms and conditions apply. As always, I want to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On Global Podcast is free. On all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. On today's episode of the show, we are ranking the top five most impactful transfers for the Louisville Cardinals ahead of the 2024 season. We'll break it down into three segments, going in descending order. Five and four will be in the first segment, three and two in the second, and number one will get its own segment in the conclusion of the show. Truthfully, it was really challenging compiling this list because not only are there multiple players on the outside looking in that you could definitely make a case for in this list, but also sort of ranking one through five was not the easiest thing either. I mean, I think it's more so of a testament to just how well the coaching staff did this offseason for the second straight year. The Cardinals were one of the key offseason winners as it relates to the transfer portal. So you could go with a couple of different um, combinations here, whether it be the five that I've included, whether it be a couple that are on the outside looking in, etc. So drop a comment in the YouTube section below. Who would be your top five? You can either rank them. You could not rank them. It's up to you. Just want to hear from the fans who you all think are going to be the top five most impactful transfers. Uh, throughout this episode, I do want to uh, take this time to apologize um, for the sinus issues that I'm currently dealing with. It feels like I've been dealing with sinus issues on and off for the past couple months. Currently have more bags under my eyes than your local Kroger. So um, if my voice cracks here and there, please um, just disregard. So Starting with number five, we go to the offensive side of the ball. Toledo running back transfer Penny Boone starts this list off the Mac player or Mac offensive player of the year. Exploded in 2023, top 10 nationally in rushing yards, had 194 carries for 1,400 rushing yards to go with 15 rushing touchdowns, averaging 7.2 yards per carry. Penny. Um, projects to be RB1 for the Cardinals this fall, replacing Jawar Jordan. Now, I know that Louisville's running a pro offense, and I feel like they're going to throw the ball more in 2023 with Tyler Shuck, who, um, when he's healthy, can throw the ball all over the field. But Shuck will also be involved in the running game, um, both as a dual threat and in uh, read option situations. But Penny is going to be in my opinion, the feature back for the Cardinals. Now, will he have 1,400 rushing yards? Probably not. There are a lot of mouths to feed, not only in the running backs committee where you have Miami transfer Don Chaney Jr., you have Maurice Turner, you have some other players in the group. You also have Tyler Shuck, who's going to take some 
carries away because of his dual threat abilities. And you have um, a very balanced wide receiver and tight end room. You went to the portal and you got some solid receivers. You got a good amount of tight ends. So there's only one ball to go around. And although Penny Boone is going to be RB1, in my opinion, it's probably a situation where unless he has uh, games where he has multiple big yardage runs, which he very well might, I still think getting to 1,400 yards is going to be extremely challenging. But don't let that take away from the impact that he is going to have. Jeff Brown will once again commit to running the football. And I think that maybe we see the split in run pass a little bit different this year to where the team is passing the ball more because you have more of a pass-friendly personnel on offense. I still think there's going to be a commitment to running the football. And Boone, although he came from a non-Power 5 school in Toledo and he started out in Maryland, didn't really play all that well in his first two years in College Park, um, transferred to Toledo, had a career year in 2022, and then exploded in 2023. He, um, according to some, is a top 10 returning running back in college football, which makes a ton of sense. I think that skill set is going to be directly translatable for next season. Um, six foot one, 242 pounds, a rare, rare blend of speed, size, and strength reaches over 20 miles an hour on certain runs. It was um, documented or calculated on a couple runs this past season for um, Toledo. So I look for him to come to Louisville and be the solid feature back that sets the tone for the Cardinals on the ground. And that's going to really have a true impact for this offense because I think that what Louisville is going to be able to do on the ground is going to be able to open up a ton of play action situations going to open up the field to where, hey, look, the Cardinals have some solid wide receivers. They have a quarterback that can throw it downfield. However, you can't really um, gamble and stack the secondary. You have to put the necessary numbers in the box because of how Penny Boone is going to play. I think he it's going to be hard to really project what the numbers are going to look like statistics because it's going to be a balanced room again. But I look for him to have a Jawar Jordan level impact saying that although they are two different types of running backs, Boone's ability to churn out yards, Boone's ability to um, make defenders miss, record yards after contact, and extend the play, extend the drives, is going to be a valuable skill to have. It's going to be something that allows the Cardinals to ultimately um, open up the offense. Moving on to number four, sticking with the offense, we're going with Texas Tech uh, tackle transfer Monroe Mills. Uh, Mills was just recently voted one of the or ranked as one of the top ten transfers, um, top ten tackle transfers in the portal. I believe at number seven, he was number one at one point, according to on three, and he was the left tackle for. Tyler Shuck, the Cardinals quarterback transfer commitment, um, started two years for the Red Raiders. Um, this past year, he started all 12 games at left tackle and only allowed two sacks, three quarterback hurries, or three quarterback hits, and 10 overall hurries. Um, was an all Big 12 honorable mention, had 500 pass block snaps, 894 blocking snaps as well. But the six foot six, 315 pound, 
offensive lineman from Columbia, Missouri, was fantastic this past year. Didn't really get a lot of time at Oklahoma State early on in his career, but went to Texas Tech and uh, was simply fantastic. So um, played a ton of snaps at the Power 5 level, and he comes to Louisville being able to slide into the left tackle spot. And left tackle is one of the most valuable positions that you can have for this um, overall um, hypothetical and for you know positions overall in college football. I think it's worth noting that my inclusion of players in the top five might not necessarily be a direct reflection of who I feel like are the most talented players, but when you look at impact, you also have to look at positional impact as well, and I think that's where Monroe Mills lands on this list because left tackle is a position that is, I mean, one of the most impactful in football. If you have a solid left tackle, um, you protect the quarterback's blind side, and uh, ultimately you give the quarterback time to throw. So left tackle, I would argue, is definitely a top five uh, most impactful position in football. You could probably go and say that it is maybe top three, top four, top five at the very least. So Mills... The only reason he's not higher on this list is because I think that there are some internal candidates that could maybe fill that void. Michael Gonzalez has had time at left tackle. Um, a pair of Houston transfers or past Houston transfers, Trevante Sylvester, Lance Robinson could also fill in at left tackle. But I think Mills will be the um, penciled in LT1 for the Cardinals in spring ball. Heading into next year, he has the experience. He has the production at the Power 5 level. I know that Big 12 is not necessarily known for its defense, but he has gone up against some very solid defensive lines in his time at Texas Tech. Um, Texas has had a good line. Um, Oklahoma at times has had a good line. Oklahoma State potentially. So ultimately, I still feel like he is going to be a top five most impactful transfer for the Cardinals next season, not only because of the production he has, but also the positional value for um, the left tackle spot. So Penny Boone, Monroe Mills start out this hypothetical rank or ranking, I should say. In the next segment, we break down um, the number three and the number two spots, two highly regarded transfers regardless of position. Um, we'll talk about both here momentarily after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LinkedIn College. Once again, that's LinkedIn.com slash LinkedIn College, or sorry, Locked On College to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Lockdown Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the show is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. Just a reminder, the Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now it's available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. 
Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. Continuing on along in our top five most impactful transfers ranking ahead of the 2024 season, number three and number two, man, it was difficult to differentiate the two because I think that they are both going to have some top um, seasons. They're going to have huge impacts. Starting out number three, South Alabama wide receiver transfer Colin Lacey, just recently named to the Pro Football Focus all-transfer team. He was one of the three wide receivers along with um, Texas A&M transfer Evan Stewart and uh, Alabama transfer Isaiah Bond. Colin Lacey was fantastic this past season. All first team or all Sun Belt first team, 91 catches, 1,316 receiving yards, seven receiving touchdowns, 14.5 yards per reception. His receiving yards and receiving touchdowns both ranked inside of the top six nationally this past season. Um, also thought it was notable that he led the country with 842 yards after catch, 430 yards after contact. So make no mistake about it, the 5'10", 190-pound native of Mobile, Alabama, will most of the time operate out of the slot for the Cardinals, but he is uh, still a player that can um, fight through tackles, fight through contact, despite not being the largest receiver. Lacey is going to be used, if you remember the episode a couple days ago, I mentioned that I felt he was going to be used similar to that in uh, the way that Brom used uh, Rondell Moore back a couple seasons ago at Purdue. They're pretty different in the way that they play. I think that Moore was used more so in um, short yardage situations and utilized a ton of strength. I think Lacey is going to be more stretching the field, the downfield, vertical routes, but also getting him the ball out in space. It's going to be a pivotal point for Jeff Brom to get the ball in Lacey's hands because he's shown that when he does get the ball, good things happen. I think that his skill set's going to be directly translatable. That's always a question if a non-Power 5 player can translate that skill set over to the power five i think it's going to be the case we saw it with um tyler hudson in 2022 we saw it with um jamari thrash in 2023 i think that the same thing is going to be for colin lacy in 2024 he's going to be one of the best receivers in the acc could potentially be one of the best receivers in the country i think he is um you know going to have a season that mimics that of hub of hudson and thrash and I don't think it's far-fetched to suggest that he is the best of those three, and that is very high praise to have. But Lacey is going to have one of the top impacts on the team in terms of the incoming transfers. He's going to potentially transform this whole offense, stretching the field, having a wide receiver, one that uh, requires that much more defensive attention, whether he's operating out of the slot or he's out on the boundary, regardless you best believe that when you are scouting the Cardinals, one of the main things you're going to do is have a game plan for Colin Lacey specifically. And that's going to be something that um, I think opposing defenses are going to struggle with. But <clears throat> his impact on the offense as a whole 
it's top three, in my opinion. It's going to be one of those situations to where he is really, really going to have a fantastic season, and it's going to force defenses to, um, you know, potentially double team him to zone him, whatever may have you. However, they're going to potentially defend Lacey. Number two, it was tough. Tyler Barron, Tennessee edge transfer that um, I talked about with Grant Mulligan on the most recent episode of the show. Comes to the Cardinals by way of Knoxville. Spent four seasons with his hometown Volunteers program and now entered the portal. He set, ranked second on the team this past season with six total sacks. He has um, double-digit sacks for his career, one hundred and or over 125 total tackles, 27 and a half of those um, for a loss. Actually, not 127 total tackles. I think it's actually like 100 and... Four total tackles, if I'm not mistaken. Um, have to go back and look at that number, but um, it's over 100. So not only is he going to transform the Cardinals' pass rush, but he's going to offer very solid uh, run defense on the edge to be able to seal the edge. That's one thing that uh, Stephen Heron did really well last year, the Stanford transfer. He was very good at defending the run, but he sort of um, got lost when it comes to the pass rush, and I think Barron – is an upgrade at the position. You bring back Ashton Gelati. You bring you bring back uh, Mason Riger as well. So you have some very solid numbers, you know, very solid players on the edge. But you bring in a guy like Barron, who not only did what he did um, at the college ranks, but also at or in the SEC, he did it against some of the nation's best offenses. So he has that college production. He has that SEC production. And this isn't a player that uh, didn't play a lot, that is maybe as talented, that's looking for some more playing time. No, this is a player that played a ton over his career in Knoxville and entered the portal, wants to play edge more. I think he's going to be the Leo for the Cardinals, you know, the guy, the stand-up linebacker, outside linebacker. So, um, six foot five, 260 pounds, defends the run really well, which I think is going to be a staple of this Cardinals defense is just being able to do that. And also I think pass rush was something that the Cardinals struggled with last year in the second part of the season, bringing a player in of his caliber, I think gets you that much more improvement. You bring back Gelati, which is huge. Um, going to be an all-ACC first-team level player, potential all-ACC or your ACC defensive player of the year level guy, um, and Mason Riger returning. So it was hard to split two and three. I went back and forth with Lacey and Barron here. Um, the differentiating factor is the pass rush struggling a season ago. I think that there's depth issues at the edge spot. You know, you bring in Ja'Cory Brooks for the Cardinals. You know, Louisville's offense is pretty balanced. I understand you brought back Ashton Gelati. So um, you could say, well, Lacey is the best at his position. And that, that's true, but I said most impactful. And as Lacey's going to transform the offense, Barron is going to transform the defense. You can't overlook and undersell how much impact um, – a very solid defensive line can have. The Cardinals address the interior eye. Put Thor Griffith as number sixth in this hypothetical. He was just on the outside looking in. The only reason I didn't include him was because um, you bring back Jermaine Lolay, you bring back Des Tell, Jared Dawson, you bring in Jordan Gerard. There are multiple guys at that spot that will be rotating. So 
as good as Thor Griffith is, I sort of went um, to a couple of different spots here uh, for the five, four, three, and two. But three and two were extremely challenging to um, split here. But you could go either way. If you wanted to say Lacey was a two and Baron was a three, I'm okay with that as well. But I think that Baron's um, impact not only on the, not only on the pass rush, but also defending the run, having that SEC level experience, I, I think that maybe the impact might be a little bit larger for him than it is for Lacey. But you're still talking about two very fantastic players. But number one, talking about impact by default, it should be obvious. He might not might not necessarily be the best player, regardless of position that Louisville has brought in via this transfer class, but he 100% will have the most impact. We'll tell you who number one is here in just a moment after we tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. The All-Star Game is today. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets. With any winning $5 bet, that's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with the quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. And then there was one final segment as we rank the top five most impactful transfers ahead of the 2024 season. The top selection shouldn't surprise you. It feels lazy to do this, but I really don't think it is a question. You look at the positional value. The quarterback spot is the most valuable spot on the field. Tyler Shuck, Texas Tech quarterback transfer, is number one in the top five most impactful transfers ahead of the 2024 season for the Louisville Cardinals. I don't think he's the best transfer that Louisville's brought in because there's players that have produced more I think that are better at their position than Shuck is at his. And, and no disrespect to Tyler, I just think that that's more of a reflection on some of the players that Louisville's brought in. But quarterback is the most valuable position on the field. And we saw last year with Jack Plummer that it could be a top or the top most impactful um, decision that you know Louisville can make in the offseason because – you can have Colin Lacey, you can have Ja'Cory Brooks, you can have a great tight end room, you can have a great offensive line, you can have a great running backs room. But if you have a quarterback that is struggling, you damper the ceiling for your offense. So the impact that Tyler Shuck um, can have, both positive and negative, it's great. You know, it is great in talking about abundance and number and, um, you know, overall gauge it is a very large impact that he will have. Unfortunately, it can also go negative as well. You could say, well, Pierce Clarkson, Brady Allen, Harrison Bailey are some internal candidates that could replace him. That is true, but make no mistake about it. Tyler Shuck was brought in to this Cardinals program as a seventh-year transfer to be the QB1 for a season for the Cardinals. And that was the decision that Brom kind of alluded to in his post-National Signing Day press conference to where he said he treated bowl practice season as a gauge to see um, you know, what he has at the quarterback room. And he ultimately decided to go out to the portal to get a veteran guy in Tyler Shuck. Now, when he's healthy, he is on. However, that is a very large win. Um, so he has missed 
a good amount of the past three seasons with season-ending injuries, but when he has played, the former Oregon and Texas Tech transfer quarterback shows that he is extremely solid. Spent three years at his past two destinations, never had over 13 passing touchdowns, only one season with double-digit passing touchdowns, never had over four rushing touchdowns in a season. And um, so you might say, well, how good can he be? Well, the film is there. When he's on the field, he can throw the ball all over the field, has a live arm, uh, probably a higher ceiling, a lower floor than Jack Plummer. Um, But the quarterback position, like I said, you have such a large impact that by default, I hate, you know, using this. It feels almost like a cop out when you put quarterback as the most impactful spot. But let's call it how it is. That's pretty much um, how the game of football is. So, um I went with Shuck here. The impact that he could have on this season for a program with title or with college football playoff aspirations, it's huge. Simply put, Jeff Brom had a couple different options that he could have gone with at quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke being one of them. He opted to go with Tyler Shuck. And he said in the National Signing Day press conference that the injuries after they did their extensive research were deemed unlucky. However, they were still injuries and he made it a point of emphasis to say that, Hey, look, injuries are a part of football. It happens. Anyone can get injured. So you're always banking on a good bill of health for a season or a couple seasons when you bring in transfers, because that's just the reality of the sport of football. It's a contact sport that requires a good amount of, um, you know, health, to be able to have a year of sustained availability. So Tyler Shuck, number one for me. This isn't a reflection of uh, me feeling like he's the best player that Louisville brought in. It's more so the most important player that he brought in because of what he's being tasked to do. Jack Plummer wasn't perfect. He wasn't uh, outstanding, but he wasn't bad. He did what he needed to do. He was a game manager for the Cardinals, led the team to 10 um, regular season wins. You could say, well, it was mainly a run-dominant offense. That probably is true, but he still made the plays that he needed to make to win, but the ceiling was a little bit lower with Plummer as your quarterback. You bring Shuck in to give you the best chance at winning for one year until you turn the keys over to, theoretically, either Pierce Clarkson or Brady Allen, Deuce Adams in 2025. 2024, on paper, it's Tyler Shuck's year. He's not fully healthy yet, but he's projecting to be fully healthy by you know sometime in spring ball, maybe the end of spring ball, but Louisville brought him in to be QB1 to give them the best chance to win games. And for the new 12-team college football playoff format, there's more opportunity than there ever has been. Heading into the season finale last year, or the regular season finale this past season, Louisville was right in the mix to be on the outside looking in for the four-team playoff. The opportunity is there to get to the 12-team playoff as well. To do that, they have to get good play from the quarterback spot. They have to not be one-dimensional. I think Shuck's impact not only on throwing the football, but also on the running game as well, could definitely payoff dividends for a Cardinals team that sort of was a little bit too predictable that if you shut down Louisville's rushing attack and you force Jack Plummer to throw the ball to win games, 
you were putting Louisville into a very vulnerable spot. If Shuck can stay healthy, if he can make an impact in the rushing game while also stretching the field vertically, throwing the ball, I think Louisville has a good chance to make the total team playoff. So it was really challenging to rank the top five most impactful transfers ahead of this season. It really was. That's a testament to how good Braum and company did in the portal. I want to hear who was in your top five. Drop a comment in the YouTube section below under the um, Twitter post on the Lockdown Global Twitter page. But that's going to wrap up this Sunday episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here.